0: On today's Locked on Thunder, I'm joined by Richard Stamen at MavsDraft on Twitter to break down the Summer League, who performed well for the Thunder, who surprised, and who had breakout Summer League opportunities around the NBA and with your Oklahoma City Thunder. We also dive into young players on this roster and so much more in a two-part event. Make sure you stay tuned for that on Locked on Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. On today's show, we've got a very special guest at Mavs Draft on Twitter. NBA draft expert Richard Stammen going to come on and help us break down the entire summer league, who performed well for the Thunder, what stood out about the Thunder, and also who are some interesting candidates around the league uh, that had great summer leagues that could also be additions to this Thunder roster. Richard, what's going on?
1: Not too much. Uh, I'm a little bit hesitant now to talk about summer because that means that it's over and now we're in the dead period of the offseason.
0: We are in the dead period, but luckily the dead period lasts like a couple weeks because, you know, we got another yeah. shortened off season. Training camp will be here in like less than a month and we'll be back in rocking and rolling pretty soon. Uh, I'll be interested to see how you you kind of navigate this off season whenever you're a team, because we saw so much about the lack of an off season last year. Now you're getting all these things, summer league training camp preseason, but it's still pretty condensed. So it's interesting to see that kind of the plans that rookies are on and developmental plans that everyone kind of goes through. So the summer league in in itself was a pretty huge success. I mean, there was one game postponed due to COVID-19, but everything else went off without a hitch. Now, let's start with the Thunder. Obviously, is a bit of a disappointment for the Thunder. They didn't have Josh Skiddy, Trey Mann left halfway through with personal matters. But, but all in all, how would you rate the Thunder Summer League?
1: Hey, I mean, they had all, these, all the high upside guys. I think it was still a pretty good Summer League roster. It was one of my favorites, and I think they performed pretty well overall. Let's talk first
0: about your guy, J-R-E, to me, he just looked like himself. But what did he look like to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see every game, but I did see the, the times that he was on my TV, uh, which were glorious days. He, uh, he looked like he had already been a pro. Like, he was one of those guys where you're like, wait, this guy's in summer league? Like, that's what it felt like when I was watching him.
0: He, he just looked like what we expected. I mean, he looked like a guy that had it all – Kind of figured it out, played his role, did everything pretty good. Nothing really elite, but everything at a really, really, really good level. Uh, and, and he looks like an NBA player that can play from day one and, and handle uh, a lot of minutes. And you saw last year the Thunder were not afraid to play rookies until Maldon was the leader in minutes per game last year and got the most minutes on this team last year. Uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that'll happen again this year because you'd hope that SGA can stay healthy and he'll take that crown. But, you know, he can be, Jerry can be right up there in terms of minutes played
1: this year. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to solidify himself as a quality rookie, like he's going to be a rotation player, I think he'll flirt with all rookie team just in terms of he's going to be that kind of, he's probably gonna sneak into the last spot. And it'll be because maybe he makes the team better. And you know, every year, there's one of those guys where they don't have the sexiest stats, but they clearly make the team better. And as a rookie, that's pretty tough. So I think he will be in that that position.
0: Now, another standout was the 55th overall pick, Aaron Wiggins. We've talked briefly about him on this podcast. Uh, You and I have every recap in the draft class, but he had some games uh, that looked incredible. Did he change your perspective about him at all uh, whenever he was playing in summer league, first
1: of all? So, I mean, I I liked him a decent amount coming out of Maryland. The thing that really stood out to me was how good he was, even though his three-point shot wasn't falling. I think that the
0: the kind of encouraging thing to me was what you just said. The fact that he was not reliant on the three point ball to fall to still make an impact on both ends. It's not like he was only doing it on the defensive side. He was relocating well off ball. He was being he was driving well, cutting well, and getting involved on all aspects. Even while the three point the three point shot did not fall consistently, which most players will not have that happen. Like most players will not have a consistent three point shot. That's a very hard thing to have. And so to be be able to impact the game in a multitude of ways is a big deal for me. um, It became more realistic to foresee him getting off that G League contract, you know, that two way deal and getting onto an NBA contract because, because he can play such good defense and and because Mark prioritizes that so much. And because he's a versatile player that can do a lot of different things, play position, play positionless basketball, getting to see that in action I feel confident that between him and Josh Hall, the Thunder will continue their streak of converting two way contracts. Uh, did he do enough for you to say, you know, if he continues this path, he's going to get an NBA deal short term, you know, kind of actual NBA contract in the next season?
1: Yeah, I think he's the more likely of the two as well. And I, I completely agree. When you have him and Josh Hall, one of them is going to figure it out and click and probably be, I, I think Aaron Williams is more likely to reach this outcome, which is be a rotation player, probably a bench player. Josh Hall just has like the kind of, is there a middle ground between his high end and low end? I don't know. And with Aaron Wiggins, there's really just a middle ground. There is no crazy high end and the floor is pretty high. It's close to that quote unquote middle ground that Josh Hall doesn't have a ton of. So I think, I think one of them will get converted.
0: So you mentioned there Josh Hall, and we've, we've talked about him before. I, I love Josh Hall's game. I think that he's very fun to watch. Very explosive player. You mentioned that he has a lot of high and low ground where there's there's no real uh, there there's no real leveling off point. He's either going to be great or going to be bad. A lot of that to me has to do with his jump shot. And so, what's the path for for you? If he never becomes a jump shooter, is there a path for him to be an NBA player?
1: I I mean, I want to say yes because he's so athletic and long. But I mean, it really does boil down to that jump shot to keeping him. In a rotation, and
0: I think that that's where
1: Wiggins has the edge up right now. Now, of course,
0: there's still training camp, they're still preseason, and there's luckily now still going to be a full G League season, hopefully, uh, and a full NBA season, and an NBA season that actually has practices now because last year, of course, they're playing every day almost, and you know a lot of the times you don't have practices last year. So all those things will benefit Josh Hall and every other player on this roster, especially a roster as young as this one. So it's not saying that that it can't happen. I think that he could develop a jump shot. I think that the form has upside, and we're just going to have to see it go through. But the reason I give a slight edge up to Wiggins right now is because at least Aaron Wiggins is not scared to shoot it, or he'll at least feel comfortable shooting it. He will not, he will not kind of pass up an open look just to try to drive because he understands he's not the best three point shooter. If he's open, he's going to shoot it. And he's going to hope that it goes in. I think that Josh Hall kind of shies away from shooting it as he only shot about one attempt per game in summer league.
1: Yeah. And I mean, he really wasn't like Wiggins is that three and D guy. And that's probably the most scalable role in the entire NBA. Like that can be, you can be a two-way guy and get, go up from there. We've seen Robert Covington do it. uh, Not necessarily the two-way, but be that fringe, even making a roster guy, and then turning into one of the premier guys in the league in his position and his role. Whereas, you know, Josh Hall, again, it's, yeah, he needs to be able to shoot confidently in some volume. And, and that's a little bit further away than what Wiggins' role is.
0: I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is incredible because it is doctor created and doctor recommended. It works up to seven days per use. It keeps your shirt dry guaranteed. If sweat block does not keep you dry, you get your money back. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters, a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years and over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. You can wear what you want. It's your little secret to having confidence. This is a must have for everyone's toiletry bag because It can help you for that big presentation, for that hot date, or anything else in between. Everybody can benefit from sweat block. Listen, nothing is more embarrassing than going out there and just dripping with sweat. It's not appealing. You feel nervous and embarrassed whenever you do it, and it causes even more sweat, and it's a never-ending cycle. You're looking for new ways to wipe the sweat off your brow without anybody seeing or noticing You can skip all of that by using Sweatblock. Sweatblock is incredible, and it's what I use all the time because I also have a sweating problem. I can skip that problem now with Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is dealing with sweat at a high clip, you got to check out Sweatblock because today you can save 20% off at sweatblock.com with our code LOCKEDON. That's our code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. To save 20% off, it's also available, though, at Amazon and your local CVS. Check out Sweatblock. They are truly a work of art for you, and it needs to be in your toiletry bag right now, does Sweat Block. Also, I want to say about our good friends over at Theragun. Do not let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who just sits at a desk all day and just has tension from that day, be tension-free with Theragun's help. Theragun is a handheld progressive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The chin 4 Theragun does not just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stress of your daily life, There is no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Go to their site and check it out right now. The Theragun app even learns from your behaviors and suggests guided meditation and guided routines for you when using the Theragun Gen 4. So go to Theragun right now. It's trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Mira Shapova and hundreds and thousands of customers just like you try Theragun right now for thirty days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com/slash locked on right now to get your Theragun Gen Four. That's therabody.com/slash locked on, therabody.com/slash locked on, therabody.com/slash locked on right now. And then Taylor Malon performed up and down in this one. And there was games where he looked really good. Games where he looked, you know, lost at times. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this summer league for Taylor Allen because this was a setting in which I thought he would dominate and he just didn't allow the time. He's very inconsistent. Is that a worry for you yet, or is it still just, oh, he's young. He'll eventually figure it out and become more consistent because he was very inconsistent this, this summer league?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it is kind of worrisome that he wasn't better. My main area of concern is he still wasn't. First of all, that confident in getting the rim. And two, when he was at the rim, he didn't finish well. He was the worst finisher in the league in the entire NBA this last season. Um, That was a big flag for me that I thought he really needed to improve on. And I thought he would be better at it in summer league. I thought the big competition of the NBA held him back. But him struggling in summer league was kind of a setback in that front.
0: And it is really the confidence because he got – stronger i mean you can literally see him he's jacked now and he's playing lesser competition and he still just couldn't put it together at the rim for the most part of course it improved slightly just because of his his overhauled body but they're not improving enough to be uh, very noticeable in the grand scheme of things and, and so that brings the question as the thunder are going to enter this season with all these projects and all these prospects that need time to develop and you're going to have to try to see uh, you know who can who can rise above everyone else in, in this season, because you're going to have, again, three uh, draft picks and an early second round pick uh, in next year's draft class. Uh, whenever you go through all of that, somebody has to be the odd man. Now, and there's a few likely answers, of course, uh, in this in this kind of question here. But to you, what is Tail Malamud? Because, again, you're going to have picks from the Clippers and the Suns, and also you're going to have your own pick in this draft, as long as you finish in the lottery, uh, which is almost certain to happen for the Thunder, uh, is Tailwindon capable? Like, what's his ceiling of being like a starter or an all-star, or, or is he just simply going to be at best a sixth man and more likely uh, a, a nice r- rotational player?
1: Yeah, I think he's somewhere in between that starter and rotational player. I still am pretty, I, I believe in him, um, just because of his unique skill set, his ability to shoot, the size. I think the finishing will eventually come. I don't know what the missing ingredient is. Maybe it is just repetitions, but. I, I think it's silly to rule him out because of that. And he has enough tools where he can make up for it. It's again, how patient can you afford to be? And you, at this point, I do think, and this has always been my stance, not even, this is even before he was drafted um, or excuse me, played a game was, you know, you can probably afford to trade him. Like the drop-off between when you trade him, you're not, he's not a guy who as much as I do like Teo is he's not a guy who you're going to be, going, oh, why did we let him go? Like, you know, the Clippers probably regret. I, I do th- really think they say, oh, why did we let SGA go? I don't think you're going to be saying that same kind of sentiment about Teo Maladon in a trade. He, if he helps you get someone a lot better, you do it.
0: Well, I, I also want to talk about Trey Man real quick to kind of wrap up under portion because while he didn't play the entire summer league, he is that rookie guard, and he's somebody who could have more upside than, than Tail Maldon does and could be one of those guys that passes uh, a current player on this roster in Tail Maldon. And the, the percentages and the numbers don't look great for Trey Man, but uh, the process of how he got and created for himself was there. Uh, do you have any concerns about shooting percentages right now, or do you think that it's just a matter of fact of eventually those shots were fall, the fact he created for himself was enough to see and see the flashes that Trey Man can bring to an offense? What was your overall feeling about Trey Man.
1: Yeah, he also shared the finishing at the rim struggles. But I mean again, I, I think the whole thing of summer league is like if you're looking for field goal percentage, you're probably gonna be disappointed in most players because I don't know, summer league, like in things like this, makes and misses aren't what I look for. Um, I think it's more about the fact that like, hey, are they comfortable? Are they are they doing what they did at a high level at college? And is it is it easy for him? Like things like that. And Trey Mann still created a ton of space. So like, I, I think he's fine. I'm not worried about it. And he had small sample size. Cause he went, how, how late did he leave? I want to say it was early into it. Yeah. He had a couple of games and then left with personal matters. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was too little of sample size. I'm not worried. i never really felt like he would be a day one guy anyways. So I, I don't read into what his struggles were.
0: Yeah, and obviously the Thunder roster will kind of create a different plan for Trey Mann than what maybe he should be on because of just the lack of of, of veteranship and and just the the priority of getting young players minutes. But uh, what kind of would be your your path for the, for Trey Mann? Would it be hey come off the bench or start in the G League this year and then next year? Uh, you know, would, would he is he always going to be kind of a bench guy for you? Uh, if you were just looking at the Thunder roster and you see that you already have Lou Dort, you already have SGA, you already have Josh Giddy. Uh, you know, and and of course, Tim Malon. what is kind of Trey Mann's development look like for you just off the top of your head as we sit here without any data points of what the Thunder plan is?
1: Yeah, I do think the best thing for him would be the G League for most of his rookie year. And, you know, after the season ends, that's, I imagine, I mean, I'm expecting that you have the same timeline in my head where it's, And Under this scenario, the Thunder are struggling while he's in the G League, not because he's gone. Um, I realize how I worded that. They're not like just missing him so much that they're losing. But at the end of the season, of the G League season, Trey Mann comes back. The Thunder are probably tanking at this point, kind of like where they were last year. Uh, And then they come back, and Trey Mann just gets a bunch of minutes. That's the best outcome for him is – getting empty minutes and letting him experiment against NBA caliber players. I think that's the ideal timeline for him. And then next year you can actually get rotation minutes day one. And then another player that
0: stepped up in Man's absence was Rob Edwards, who caught fire from beyond the arc. It does not look pretty. It does not look smooth. It actually looks pretty horrendous the way that Rob Edwards shoots the ball, but Hey, it went in and that's all that really matters. Uh, there's a lot of fans excited about Rob Edwards right now uh, and, and they want him to find a way uh, to be on this roster. And, and there's, there's a path to do it because you can, you can obviously get rid of Charlie Brown jr. With, with no cost is in a non-guaranteed deal. Uh, you of course have the the Gabriel deck thing that's looming where he's going to likely go back through Madrid. Although there's now like conflicting reports about that. We don't really know what's happening there. Nonetheless though, I think that Rob Edwards is just simply a summer league player and a G league player. He, this is a setting that he can thrive in and ultimately, He's a guy that every fan base, if he's on their team, falls in love with. And then you forget about him in three months. What is what's your kind of gauge
1: on Rob Edwards? You said it a lot nicer than I could have. Yeah, I mean, he'll look nice uh, in an Oklahoma City blue jersey.
0: <laughs> Another play disappointment for the Thunder was Jalen Horde. I mean, coming in, I thought that Horde and Hall could be a great battle for that final two way spot. After they announced that you know, Wiggins would be the first two way. And Horde just didn't show up. I mean, and, and to have, and Hull didn't have great games either until this last game, but still, uh, you know, Horde just never really put it together after having that NBA experience last year where he looked like an NBA veteran last year. He just kind of did his job very well. And whenever you have a, a high level uh, processor the way that Horde was last year for, in the NBA, you'd imagine that that translate better to the, to the summer league and make him even stand out more. It just didn't happen for him. And then you see him get passed by for that two-way spot as Josh Hall gets signed to that. As well as Aaron Wiggins gets signed to the other two way spot, so it looks like his future is over in Oklahoma City. Uh, but we'll see what training camp and preseason ramping up. If they find a way to make him uh, get get a spot in this roster still, but he was very disappointing. Any other standouts for you uh, with this Oklahoma City roster? You want to You want to break down that one play of Josh Giddy or anything?
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, with Horde, I mean, yeah, he had that terrible game against the Warriors. He ended. Up, he had a high note against the what was it? Pacers, I think. So, I mean, he had some moments, but yeah, it was disappointing. The only other player I wanted to talk about was, I know I saw, um, I kind of focused on this player because he was someone who, for the last year and a half, was Oscar De Silva. I really liked his three-point shot. You know, he he went over to Europe. My big criticism, I actually dropped him a lot because he didn't perform there. I I didn't like how overmatched he looked. And then he goes to the NBA Summer League and looks really good. Better competition than he was facing over in Europe. So, I, I actually liked that. I think he's probably going to the G League. And he's a guy who, if one of the two-way opens up, I think he's going to be that first in line. I, I really like what he brings as a stretch for high basketball IQ, lacks athleticism, of course, but I really like him.
0: I'm going to tell you right now, but a good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. That's 15% off your next order at booker.com. They have amazing flavors, such as coconut, Cherry raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies and cream, German chocolate. They're all incredible. My favorite flavor is cookies and cream. I love, love the cookies and cream part. The cookies and cream is incredible. However, if you do not want to take my recommendation, while well, I'm a little bit hurt by that, you can order a mixed box. The mixed box gives you two of each flavor. You get two of every single flavor. You can try them all out and then reorder the flavor you love the most. For me, that's cookies and cream. For you, that might be German chocolate. Try them out today because most bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams net carb. They're all amazing flavors. They're all tasting, and they're all healthy for you. They taste truly like a candy bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. Chalk and Field team. Try it out today. Buildbar.com. promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. BiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order at BiltBar.com. I want to tell you also, I good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams get back to the gridiron this season. As always, BetOnline is the number one spot for pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including half-million-dollar NFL mega contests and a 200,000 NFL survivor contest open right now at BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or even use your mobile device. Sign up, and you'll receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo a bet on the Thursday, September 9th contest against the Buccaneers and Cowboys. And if you lose your wager will be refunded for up to $25, but is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sport action from football, basketball, boxing to horse racing, and so much more. Do not wait to take advantage of this. It's a great offer to start out your 2021 season. But online, your online sportbook experts, promo code locked on, will get you that 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online, your online sportbook experts, but online, your online sportbook experts, but G promo code locked15, 15% off your next order. And that's interesting. I, I kind of have been dismissive of Oscar Da Silva myself, uh, but I think that that's interesting to get a new perspective on him. And if he can space the floor at 6'9, that's awesome. I, I do think that you bring up a good point, though. If he wants to stay in the G League and he wants to go specifically to the blue, uh, the thunder are going to be in the same position they were last year where at the end of the at the end of the year they're just cycling through roster spots they convert Moses Brown to an NBA contract they bring in a new two-way guy they bring in uh, you know 10-day contracts they bring in all these random players uh, that we'll likely never hear from ever again and he could be uh, one of the players that gets his chance and that can you know kind of become uh, a a thunder player at the end of this at the end of this year and have maybe 10 11 games to uh, try to help solidify his his NBA future and, of course, carry that into the next Summer League where he's going to really uh, be in business. So that's interesting that you bring that up. We'll have a lot more to talk about throughout the rest of this conversation, which so you're going to hear on Friday's show. You're going to hear us talk more about the Thunder, ranking their players of who can be untouchables, who can be all-stars, who can be superstars, and who can just simply be role players, as well as talking about the entire Summer League process, who showed out, who disappointed, how the Thunder did with their draft class and other teams did with their draft class. So much to get into. Tomorrow's show is jam-packed loaded. But right now, go check out the Locked On Today podcast. The Locked On Today podcast hosted by Pete Bukowski will get you up to date on everything you need to know about the world of sports. Go check that out right now and then be back tomorrow to listen to part two of our talk with Richard Samen at Mavs Draft on Twitter. Until then, be good and be good to one another.